Hello everybody, hello, 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 we are in Parashat Kitabo, but uh, you know Kitabo is the portion of the week. Uh, we're going to look into the whole idea of uh, um, Rosh Hashanah, but before that we're going to talk about Kitabo. And when you look at Kitabo, we are looking at a parasha that starts so beautiful with the Kohen, uh, bringing the Tene, bringing the fruit and vegetables to God and uh, but in the end of the parasha there's 98 curses that scared everybody I mean if you read the translation it's not so much fun but within those curses as the Zohar Hadar say there is a blessing because there is the word Yalem and the word Yalem is the code words to remove all those curses so Rabbi Shimon say that God is, didn't leave us just a uh, uh, by mistake, you know, we, we, we are doing a mistake uh, by this parasha. No, within all those curses, there is one word, min ya'alem, disappear. It said that God will make all those curses that are written in this Torah go away from your life. For that reason, many people go into Shabbat, this Shabbat, you know, with friends, with people, to, to connect to that energy. It's a very powerful energy, and we all need to take advantage of it. In the same time, we need to understand that there is a code in this parsha, and the code is that while you are feeling curse uh, in your business or in your spirituality or uh, relationship or something going on in your life that you it seem like a curse, you gotta find out where is the bracha, where is the blessing within the curse. There is a blessing within the blessing. And there is a blessing within the curse. The blessing within the curses I wrote in my book, it's covered very well, so it's very difficult to see it. You know, it's like I'm giving you a gift, but the cover is not that pretty. It's still a gift, but you can't see it, so it seems like a curse. That's exactly what's going on in this week, parasha, to teach us to find the blessing within the things that are not working out. You know, there is a famous story about the Baal Shem Tov, that he brought his team with him, his minion, and he went to a poor man's house. And he's walking in, the poor man has a cow that produces milk, creates cheese, salad, makes some money, chicken, eggs, sell the eggs. That's poor man life. The Baal Shem Tov is sitting there and he say, I want to eat, and I want to eat meat, red meat. And this poor family didn't see red meat for about four years. And here's the holy Baal Shem Tov, the greatest rabbi, which is not easy to say no to because, you know, your rabbi is asking for something. There is a code. There's a code. There's a code that comes from Hashem, from God. And if the code comes from Hashem, from God, the rabbi is representative of God. You know, if you choose him to be your teacher or your rabbi, you always have to ask your teacher, your rabbi, tell me. And don't worry if he tell you the right thing, the wrong thing, doesn't matter, it's the channel. So his lips and tongue and the voice is a channeling now something from God. If you want to know what God thinks of you, you always ask your teacher different things. And you don't care if your teacher answer it according to what you like, whatever you don't like. You know, you follow a teacher, this is it. You follow a rabbi, this is it. You know, this is it. So within everything, has to be agree 
with what you are by telling you. Why is that? Because as Rabbi Avraham Azulai write, and I'm about to read to you from Likutei Maharan as well, that the rabbi itself is a practice, almost like a yard where you practice how to be with God eventually. Everybody needs to have a person they look up to for spirituality and Torah. Everybody. And if you don't have one, get one. There's no such a thing. Some of you will get the wrong teacher, which is okay in the meantime, until you're going to get right. How? By you changing. If you're not changing, you're going to end up with a terrible teacher. They don't care about you, don't care about your life, don't care about nothing that you do. Baal Shem Tov, known to be the person who cares about every soul in this universe. So how come the Baal Shem Tov bring his group and go into that poor man's house and took advantage of him? Take the meat, he, he slaughtered the cow. Now there is no money, so they have to borrow money for the pain, the shochet, to pay the, the slaughter. You know, the kosher butcher. Then half of the cow got to go because it's not kosher. You know, the back of the cow is not kosher, only the front. You know, the Baal to stay there. He said, you know what? It seemed like you know what you're doing. I'm going to stay here for Shabbat. Stay there for Shabbat. And everybody's eating. And the wife, reading the picture very well, by Friday afternoon, she fight with her husband. She say, I'm done. She take the two kids. Goodbye. And the Baal to is keep there, keep himself there, keep eating really well. And the guy has to sell his house to sustain his teacher, you know, and the doubts was not knocking him down yet, but it was pretty much knocking on doubt door in his mind. And by Saturday night, the pastor said, I think we should do Fabrenken, we should do a little party, so why don't you get me a little drink? No money. So it's not borrow money from people. Borrow money, the house, problem, a broch. And by Sunday morning, the Baal to take the Chavua and leave. This guy, there's no house, no wife, no kids, no chicken, no eggs, <laughs> no cow, maybe bones. And he has the house till Wednesday. It's a Sunday. Sunday evening, he go to the forest, <laughs> start laughing at himself, and at the same time crying. Say, God, you write in your Torah to listen to your rabbi, to listen to your teacher. I do what you told me. Look at me. I have nothing now. Got nothing. And he starts crying. Crying really bad. Behind him, he hear a man who's laughing, hysterical. He thought that that man make fun of his tears. I mean, when the last time you find somebody in the forest in the evening? It's kind of scary, right? So you go to him. And you see a man lying down on the floor in dirt. A man who basically kind of dig a grave for himself. And he has two bottles of drinking. And he keeps drinking. And he's drinking. And I tell him, what's so funny? I say, what's so funny? I tell you what's so funny. And he told them that the doctor tell him that he has not too long to live. And he told him also that his two sons tried to kill him. Because they knew he was going to die soon. So he decided to bury the diamond. He showed him where. The gold and the silver. Here. And he said to himself. He said, listen, I'm not religious. I'm not spiritual. But I said to myself. You know what, God? The first person who's going to come here. I'm going to give him whatever I have. And you show up. So that's yours. He gave him three keys to the three boxes. And said, that's yours. 
And a few hours later, at night, he passed away. This wonderful student burial. And he became very rich, the richest man in the neighborhood. Still bothering whatever he went through. Of course, he tells his wife, I can pay for the education for the kids, don't worry. We can have a house. And of course, they become super wealthy. Rosh Hashanah is coming and everybody want to be Rosh Hashanah with the Baal Shem Tov. You know, you want to be with the rabbi, you know, to blow the shofar, not to make noise, to think a certain thought. So he's going there. And uh, sitting in the back. Before the prayer begins, the Baal Shem Tov call him. And he go and say, Chak Sameach, And he look like rich now. He doesn't look at all what he looked before. He have a servant next to him wherever he go. So he look at the Bar Shem to say, do you know who I am? And the Bar Shem to says, yes, I do. I said, why did you do it to me? Why you took all my money and the cow and the chicken? I said, I'll tell you something. I saw in heaven before Rosh Hashanah that you meant to be super rich, that can sustain many rabbis, that can teach the Torah, that can teach Kabbalah, that can teach Hasidut. And that money has to come only to you. You meant to have a very wealthy father, so he will give it to you, but unfortunately, your father died when you were young. So that never happened because of reincarnation reasons. So I was sent by the angel basically to eliminate everything you have so you have a true desire because true desire only happens when you have nothing. At that moment, the chassid, the student, start crying and he said to Baal Shem Tov, I have one hour before Rosh Hashanah. Please forgive me for judging you. Please forgive me, teacher, rabbi, that I have doubts on you. What I want to teach you with that story, many times, the person who guides you, it could be your father, it could be your mother, it could be your rabbi, it could be your teacher, tell you to do things which is illogical. Of course, you have to have doubts, you have to be suspicious, you have to, to do as a human being in this universe that's full of scorpion and snake and shark. But if you already choose a teacher, if you already choose a rabbi, you got to go for it. But don't go for it 90, not 80, not 60, and not 20. You got to go for it 100. If you want to get a good, good benefit this year, Tavshin Pei Gimel, the Rosh Hashanah, you want to go for everything, you got to go 100% with your relationship to your rabbi, relationship to your teacher. Otherwise, it will be just, you would not understand why you're going through something. And when good things happen, who promise you it will stay? And when bad things happen, you don't even know why it happened to you. So that, the reason... That a person has to have a teacher, as the Mishnah said, make yourself a rabbi. Now, how do you know somebody is your rabbi from your point of view, not from his point of view? You check everything. You call every day. And I met many successful people in my life. And every time I meet successful people, I tell them, what's your secret? And they say, I have a person who guide me. And... I'm either taking care of that person or I'm either listening to them or I do both. 
When I meet people that almost making it, it's usually because they're doubting everything. They're doubting their wife, their husband, the rabbi. They doubt it. They're doubting themselves. They're doubting God. You can't do that, my friend. And the way you know you're not doing it correctly, you're sad. The way you know you're doing it correctly, you are happy. I'd like to read something from Sfat Emet, as I usually do, about this week's parasha. And look what it say. In, the, in this parasha, it say, those curses happen to you. You want to know why? The reason you didn't worship God with happiness. You know, I see sometimes people taking care of a rabbi, and then they said that they gave too much money. Let's say they gave, let's say, five million. They said I should give him 50. Or I see people who give money to a shul or to a rabbi, and they kind of feel that they need to get something in return. Or there's people taking care of a teacher or a rabbi or synagogue, and they're not happy about doing it. Energy like that will not get you anywhere. I tell you, if Rav Ashlag, those of you who know Bala Sulam, Rav Ashlag, or Rav Ranbay, I, I had the merit to serve many teachers and to meet many rabbis in my life, thank God, When you serve, you serve. When you give, you give. And you always have to say to yourself, how can I give more? And if you don't think how to give more, you're basically sad or miserable. You're not happy. And look what Sfatimed say. Because all the curses happened to you because you didn't worship God with the happiness. Mirovkol. Piresh Arizal. Say Sfatimed. The Ari said, Liot Sibchat Abodat Hashem Yoter Mirovkol. The happiness of worship God has to be more than anything. Ki bechol amidot tzrechim lavot Hashem. In everything that you're going through, you have to worship God. Worship God with happiness. Worship God with fear and with, with, with respect. When your life is going good, when you have no pain in your body, when there is a food on your table, when you can breathe, you can see, and there is maybe something we have more than that, you have to worship Hashem Simcha. Especially when things are good for you. person has to worship God and worship spirituality uh, more than anything else until the happiness of the body will be cancelled. It's not about the body. What about if you go into pain and suffering? How can you be happy? When you're not doing well in business, or relationships, spirituality, or other area, or health, then you have to be afraid and worried that maybe you're not doing something correctly spiritually. And instead of busy with the pain you have in your body, you should be worried about your spiritual evolution. Are you growing up every day? Through the pain and suffering, you can get closer to God, to Hashem. When a person goes to suffering, he's suffering, it's sweetening the body. 
the body gets sweet, meaning what, what is the body? Ratzon lekabala atzmo. Desire to receive one's self from it's selfish. So you get better. You have stomach aches sometimes, headache sometimes, back pain, issue in your ankles. I don't know, something that go wrong. This is to make sure that the body will not control the spirit, the soul. And when it's good, you have to celebrate Hashem with so much happiness. When it's bad, you have to look, worry about, are you doing something incorrect so it's not working? When you worship God from the suffering, then look at the pain, how it help you to worship God. Like the sword that kosher the meat in Bet HaMikdash, same like Kuban. What is Fatimah is really revealed to us here. I think it's a very important lesson. How to worship God from pain and from goodness. From goodness, you have to be happy. Look how wonderful thing, how wonderful your life is. From pain, you have to look inside and say, what am I doing wrong spiritually that my life is going this way? And by doing that, you're not busy with the problem. Let's say, let's say you don't have money. Let's say you don't have health, you don't have relationship. Don't be busy with don't to have a relationship. Don't be busy to have money. Don't be busy with have health. Busy with what am I doing wrong spiritually, not physically, with myself, that it's not working. Maybe I'm not giving enough. Maybe I'm not doing tithing. Tithing, the most important thing. Some people skip on it. But they're stealing a little bit from tithing. And then the money that they get extra, they have to pay for pills because they get sick. Can't do that. You have to do your job. God is telling you. You want to know what to do with your money and tithing? You can ask your rabbi. He tell you, you do. But, uh, don't, don't make it too complicated. You got a problem? When you die, you go in the upper world? You tell God, hey, I find this rabbi. He told me that. Is it true? If God say yes, good. Anyway, you, you won't because you ask somebody. So it's a very important to understand. Now, from the, the same aspect of the rabbi, we need to go to Likute Mooran. It's about Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. section about Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Likute Mooran. It's a, those of you who study Likute Mooran, it's between Samech to Samech Aleph. But it's more in Samech Aleph. It's the end of Samech and beginning of, of, of uh, uh, actually it's, it's the beginning of Samech Aleph. It's a emunat chachamim. When you have faith and certainty in chachamim, uh, in rabbi, in spiritual people, a teacher, to make the, the court of heaven to judge me well, you know, and uh, this is really what it's all about. And I want to be balanced. I want to be balanced. How do you marry this? When you have a teacher or a rabbi that you believe on. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai is teaching us. You got to follow somebody. Not always you're going to get the right one. Rabbi Meir Balanes didn't get the right one in the end of his life. First he had Rabbi Akiva, then he had the Acher, but the Acher still something. And he was able to take the Torah from Acher too. If the Acher can teach somebody Torah, any rabbi, we are not in a generation that the rabbi are so great. You know? But if you're lucky enough to find somebody who is knowledgeable in Tikkun Ezoar or Kabbalah or, or Gemara or Halakha and somebody who cared for you also to do the mitzvot, Hashem, Hashem. 
You're lucky. Lucky. You're going to take the hand of this rabbi. Don't let him go. Don't let him go. You know, one of the things that I love about Hasidim is the way they treat their teacher. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. They take every money they have just to build a synagogue for their teacher. Build a mikveh for his teacher. Make sure there's a kitchen, a kosher kitchen. They don't wait. They don't wait. They don't write a check. They go and look for it. Rabbi, is everything okay here? Rabbi, did you eat well this morning? They're not busy. What about the business? Eh, no, the, the rabbi first. They look at the rabbi as, as, the, as the, the queen bee, if you know what I'm saying. Because they believe that to sustain the entire community. That will sustain the entire thing. And if you don't do it, and I'm not joking, then why you do a little bit? Then the little bit that you do, it's not worth nothing. Nothing. Better not to do a thing. If you doubt your teacher, your rabbi, whatever it is that guide you, what the little that you do, it's actually against you, work against you. Go for it. Go for it. You don't go for it, it will look like you don't go for it. One time, a lady come to me. I said, Eliyahu, listen, I'm not, I'm your student for two years, but I'm not sure I'm, I'm totally certain that you are the right person for me. I said, then you have to stop. So what do you mean? I think I would like you to be my advisor and teacher. And there is another two that I want. One in Malibu, one in London, and you in New York. I say, are you married? Yeah. I say, would you like your husband to have three wives? She said, Eliyahu, how dare you talk to me like that? And I didn't continue the conversation. What, what am I going to tell you? You cannot fight people with opinion. You cannot be serious about your spirituality. And look what it says. Whatever they tell you, do not walk right or left away from any words they tell you to do. Through that, it's clear. Woe for the student who doesn't hear the teacher correctly. If you truly ask a teacher something, very direct. But if you want to play with game and what you want and you don't want, you're going to hear what you want to hear. Better not to ask if you don't want to hear. And it's not just me as a rabbi or a teacher. It's every rabbi. You know, I have many rabbis I talk to. I have many teachers I ask. Every human being that I meet, is, I consider them my teacher. But if I ask, I ask. I asked today about a Torgim, another rabbi. I said, excuse me, I heard that. Is it correct? I asked another rabbi in Eretz Israel this morning, first thing in the morning. Three questions, 6 a.m. Already asking, disagree, and then we clear it out. You always have to follow. I don't know where it came from, the idea that people think spirituality is kind of a freedom. Spirituality is not a freedom. It's a follow rules. That your teacher tells the rules. You want to do it on your own, then do it. But if you already follow a teacher, then you got to follow. You don't follow a teacher because of his experience. You don't follow a teacher because, oh, he looked like holy. You don't follow a teacher because the sign of the zodiac fit your sign. Once you choose, you choose. You go for it. The way you see if that teacher is for you, it's between three years and five years. If you start seeing things, then you continue.
ועל ידי זה יוצא המשפט ברור כנ"ל מלחמה משפטית, כל הלימודים שאדם לומד צריך שיקבל ויוצאים מהם משפטי אמת, שלא יהיו מבחינת משפט מעוקל. And whenever you study something, it's have to be serious, it's have to be whatever they tell you, דהיינו שקבל וללמוד כל הלימודים שלומד משפטי הנהגות, whatever they teach you, you gotta do it. שידע איך להתנהג הן לעצמו, you need to know how to behave with yourself and to others that, that everybody behave in a certain way, כפי הממשלה והרבנות שיש לו, according to your level in your business or in your life. אין לרב, אין למעט, a lot or little bit. והכל זה זוכים, how do you get there? שהוא מבחינת לא תעשו, ואז יכול להוציא משפטי הנהגות ושהוא מבחינת משפטי אמת. תראו לי בסוכם. אבל כשפוגם באמונת חכמים, when a person stop believing in rabbi, look what it's saying, before ראש השנה. אזי נידון ביגיעת בשר. Then he will be judged, or she will be judged, יגיעת בשר, היינו במותרות. Then they start looking for luxuries for the body. They start saying, I think that cream is good for me. I think that cream is good for me. I think that smell is good for me. I think that head for the shower is good to me. And so on and so on and so on. Because you lose it. It's become body consciousness. Like it's saying in Eruvin. Eruvin, Talmud Eruvin, page Kaf Aleph. Page 21. I don't even want to tell you what it's saying. I'm embarrassed even to tell you. So you can put it there in the video later on. All right? Eruvin, page 21. That's all what I can tell you. Eruvin, page 21. Amud Bet. Second section. Okay? Ki eno ma'amin bedivreim malig alem. He doesn't believe in the words and he make fun of them. In his brain or with his lips. Just to let you know, before the lecture, I want you to know. I prepare or something else. You see there is a few books here. And I said, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, if there is something that you want me to say to the people today because it's life, I'm going to open Likud Amar and wherever it's open, I will follow. That's how you follow your teacher. You don't ask questions. That's, that's what I'm going to tell my people. So people who are not You know, when they see the rabbi, when they see the teacher, don't take it seriously. If you want to study how to act with the teacher, with the rabbi, you can go. There is halachot. There is halachot. You, should, you have to study it, not because I need your respect. It's because you need to do that. There is laws, Jewish law, what to do. Uh, in the old days, it say, it used to be king. It used to be prophet. It used to be great rabbi. Tanaim, Amoraim, today. We have a neighborhood rabbi, local rabbi. Unfortunately, that's what God left us. As Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Merdichov used to say to his congregation, I guess you sin. How do I know you sin? Because God gave you a rabbi like me to teach you. I'm not in that level to tell you that. You have to be in a very high level to actually say it. Because I cannot tell you if I'm good for you or bad for you. That's up to you to decide. My purpose, Debbie's purpose, to take care of people as much as we can as much as we can it's nothing that gives us pleasure than seeing people that we touch become happy and you tell me what do you think about it? so you say like this when a person doesn't have a man he follow or a woman he follow a teacher he follow a rabbi he follow then unfortunately when they speak the words of the Torah the words of spirituality is going all over the place again there is There's so much more in the page of Mechanaf I'm going to put. I think, I think we all need to read it because it's kind of very powerful. Mm-hmm.